Okay, welcome, 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 welcome to Fate and Love Session 1. I'm going to call that Session 1 because the truth is, this is a season of Faith and Love. There are so many titles I can give these podcasts, but this one I think would just be Session 1, and which is right after the introduction. So, welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you just for being here today. You know, it is such a beautiful day outside. It is a wonderful thing to talk to you today, just to come to you and tell you about faith and love. I think that when you talk about a subject this vast, it's important that you walk that walk too. And I find myself walking the walk so much more every day. Um, I just feel better when I apply love. I feel better when I understand, you know, what is faith in this situation? What does my faith mean when this is happening? Because the truth is, every single thing surrounds those situations. You know, I've looked at just about every story I can think of from the Bible, and each of them involved faith and love. And one of my the greatest writers, I believe, in the Bible that talks a lot about this is Apostle Paul. And so I take a lot of my examples in this podcast from the writings of Apostle Paul. So I want you to think about um, a couple of things in your life right now. So where are you in any given situation when it comes to faith and love? When something really unfortunate happens to you, uh, persecution, when someone does you wrong, someone who's manipulative, someone who's deceptive, someone who, you know, does something to you that should not be done. And it's obviously very evil, it's very demonic. How do you handle that? Now, this will determine how you applying faith and love and your spiritual walk and how grounded you are in God's word. When you think about how you're handling these situations, do you mumble and complain and, and complain to others and get upset and yell and do a lot of things that the Israelites did? Because they did it and they walked around in circles for a very, very, very long time. A longer time than what they should have done it. So just longer. It should have been a lot long. It should have been a lot less, excuse me. And then the other thing I want to ask you is, um, do you take time out to think about what does it mean when you apply your faith? You know, I know I just had this whole last season on faith, but what exactly does it mean when I apply my faith? You know, the truth is when Jesus was resurrected, we have faith. We have, we start out with faith. He gives us that. He's always, always, always making it stronger in situations and pushing it higher. And we're always having to apply love to get through and see what that faith means. So which one comes first? First, love or faith? They actually go together. That was a trick question. <laughs> they really go together. I can't think of one where it's hard to say that one comes first because you have both of them. We serve a loving God. God is love who has given us faith. So how can we say one comes first, right? That's a that's a really redundant question. But, you know, um, if you have your Bible in front of you, if not, it's okay because I have mine in front of me. I want to talk to you about what Paul said to Timothy in First Timothy, first uh, chapter, fifth verse. And one of the things that he said, very similar to what I'm talking about, he says, the goal is this command is love. 
the goal of this command, excuse me, is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And then he says, some have departed from, uh, I'm going on to verse six. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. This is truly, 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 truly important. And I love this part because um, he wants us to understand the basis of love. So let me just repeat this. In verse five, he says, the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So in other words, he's saying people that don't know what they're talking about don't have a pure heart and they don't have a good conscience. They they have something literally that they've done. They have not repented for. And on top of that, their faith is not sincere. So we're talking about, and he's, you know, mainly focusing on a lot of false teachers, a lot of people that are deceptive, people that are going out there more about themselves than they are about the Lord. Lord. So many of that in this world right now. So many people like that in this world. And I see so many in the world, but I also see others. Now, there are very few of them, but I see others who do have a pure heart and a good conscience, and they are sincere in their faith walk, meaning they want others to learn in their faith. They want others to grow in their faith. They want others to do well. That's what love is. Love, True love is highly, highly selfless, meaning you're always putting others first before you. You know, I find myself when, you know, walking this ministry walk, a lot of times I see people so hungry to get to the front stage, so hungry to make it all about themselves. They're willing to do everything it takes, kick, talk about, spit on, stab in the back, uh, just a lot of morally corrupt things to other people in the body of Christ that you really don't have to go to church or be in the body of Christ. You can get that in the world. But I see so much of that, and I really do believe because there's so many more demons now on earth than it was even five or ten years ago that's been released, it's a whole lot worse than what it used to be. Meaning it's going to happen a lot more frequently. When you know who you are and you're grounded in God's word and you know what the Lord says about you via God's word and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the relationship you have with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to worry about these kinds of things. You focus on the love you can give. How can you be a light and change that situation? Or do you simply, are you led to walk away after you tried? Okay, because sometimes you don't have to stay in it after you've done what you've been led to do. Those are the most important things to realize when we're walking in love. We have so many things that are revealed to us. God will show us what's going on in that situation. What's happening here? He will keep the devil behind you and the Holy Spirit stays in front of us, with us and in front of us. That's basically essentially saying Jesus is leading the way. That's what it really comes down to. And then the power of the Holy Spirit is making it happen. See, I want to focus on the power of the Holy Spirit because I want you to understand that giving love and truly selfless love is not something you can produce, even have the ability to produce on your own. Okay, we come into this world with a natural feeling of wanting love. We have to have it as a helpless baby. We have to have it. When we don't have it, there's so many things that happen to us physiologically, mentally, spiritually. We have to learn 
how to love. And the only one that can teach you love is someone that's showing you love and someone that's teaching you who Jesus is because he is the essence of what love is. So I want to make sure I expound on that because faith and love are the same thing when it comes to applying it in situations because it's very difficult to have one without the other, okay? Lately, I've come across so many people that call me and they have such a test of their faith. And the test could be, I'll, I'll give two examples. One is financial. Someone could say, you know, I just, they've never seen the kind of money they're believing God for. They're believing God to pay off all their bills. They're believing God to pay off, you know, to have a brand new car, to have a new house. And on top of that, they want to get married. So then you think, okay, so how are you living your life? And, you know, you talk to people and they say, well, you know, the truth is um, I'm kind of like, uh, they're concerned about what someone else said about them. And they're really unhappy about that. And they're not really showing love to others. And on top of that, they really don't believe that God is going to do all that. They just keep hoping it, but they're not praying or spending time with the Holy Spirit. So how is that going to happen? And this is a serious question here. How is that going to happen? Now, let me ask you a question because Jesus is all about love. And he loves us. He's always pursuing us. And every situation we're in, we apply our faith through God's word. Let me make sure I say that. We apply our faith. And that's how we know that it's, we have to look at things, call the things that are not as though they are. We have to look at things from God's perspective, not from our physical eyes. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, can you go buy me a car? And you don't know this person. How likely are you to do it? Provided that you can afford it. Are you going to do it because they asked you to? Are you going to do it because you can afford it? Or are you going to do it because, you know what? Uh, maybe I can create a relationship with this person and then I'm going to buy them a car because they asked me. I mean, we're not living in the kind of world where things like that happen, right? Well, let's think about it from God's perspective, okay? Let's just say, hey, you know what? The Lord is always pursuing this because he created us. He created us. We think it's the other way around, but he's always pursuing us. Here's an opportunity right now when the Lord is pursuing us. Say, you know what? Something simple like a car. You want a brand new car. And you say, Lord, can you give me a brand new car? Of course he can. But the truth is, where are you in your relationship with him? The Lord says, this is an opportunity for you to build your relationship with me. Let's see how you can do that. Well, he says, let's conversate. You conversate with the Lord via prayer. Are you conversating with the Lord? Are you building that relationship? I mean, you know, the word fair is not written in the Bible, so I don't want to use the word fair. But do you do you think that it is a, a, a good, healthy love, okay, to ask someone for something when you don't have a relationship with them? Because this is how the Israelites missed it. They constantly got their, their, uh, their needs supplied, but they still had no faith. Okay, because they they kept looking at things they didn't have. And this is the kind of world we're in now. So when it comes to faith, it comes down to Jesus loves us. We love because he first loved us. And that is found. Let me tell you, because this is important for you to know. First John four nineteen. 
Whom do you love first? Apply love in every circumstances. All right. So in other words, first John 4, 19 says we love because he first loved us. That means that when you're looking at a situation as simple as, you know what? I want this car taken care of. When you're looking at that situation, you've got to be able to think a lot bigger than just a car. It's very materialistic. You've got to think literally Jesus. You got to think he loved me first. How can I apply his love in this situation? Right? How can I apply this love? Number one, I'm going to let go of the love I have for this car and I'm going to send it right directly to him. All right? Because when we get him first, we get everything else that comes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto us. Now, and we're not loving him because we want everything else. We love him because he first loved us. And that's the commandment that we have. We have the commandment of love. That is the greatest command. The greatest of these is love. Um, if you look at, for example, 1 Corinthians, let's turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13. And if you look at the 13th verse, it says, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. It's amazing that in every situation, even something as simple as buying a car, we can apply love. Love is greater. Love is greater. Love is greater. It's amazing. I mean, once again, you have to apply them and, and see what you're getting in return. So have you thought about this is something that you can do in everything? Now, remember, when we are believers and, you know, provide if you're not a believer and you listen to this, our goal is to help you understand what salvation means and what believing in God means. Now, we serve a supernatural God, obviously a God you cannot see with your physical eyes, but you can feel him by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is within us. So we serve a supernatural God who is love. Now, which means that we're not able to even understand what love is, truly love, until guess what? That's right. We know exactly who God is. This is why you hear a lot of people, including myself, say, you know what? Religious people. And these are people that actually uh, read the Bible and they know scriptures, but they do not apply them or they could apply them. Who knows? But they definitely don't know God. And these are like the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees who basically hated Jesus. They hated Jesus. They were the ones that were behind the crucifixion. Now, it had to take place because the resurrection took place. But I want to make sure I make this very clear to you that if you read a book about me, it doesn't mean you know who I am. It doesn't mean you have a relationship with me. Right. You just read the book about me. That's it. Now, let's apply that to the Bible. Just because we read about Jesus in the Bible doesn't mean we have a relationship with him. We have to have a relationship. The relationship is the Holy Spirit. I don't want to expound on that, but I want you to understand that it's not possible to love someone the way you're supposed to love them until you understand and have that relationship because your love will be limited. It will be limited to how you were taught as a child. It will be limited to how you know. It will be limited to how you feel that day. It will be limited to so many things that's going on in the world. It will be limited by a hurricane. Oh, we have a hurricane. Therefore, I can't come and love you or, or help you or support you or be there for I can't talk to you. Don't call me at 3 a.m. in the morning. It will be so limited. 
That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I mean when I say the greatest of these is love. And this is how it comes down to love and faith, love and faith, love and faith. Even the situation that you see going on in the world today. I mean, countless situations, love and faith, love and faith. When you, for example, lose a loved one, which is just mind blowing. It knocks the breath out of you. Literally, it's so difficult to deal with that. Someone who's very close to you. I've I've lost someone close to me twice. Very close to me. I've lost them, but they were gained in heaven. But it really comes down to how did I apply faith and love in those situations? When I first lost my brother, I just was not ready for it. When I lost my father, I was a little bit more prepared. And so when we start applying faith and love in situations, the Lord does something. He shows us the same thing in return, just on a much higher scale, a much higher scale. So I'll say, for example, when I lost my father, I I literally um, kind of expected it, but was hoping it wouldn't happen. But I remember because I was thinking I wasn't nearly as spiritual as I am right now. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I may lose my father. I felt the Holy Spirit saying, enjoy every moment you have. The last week of my father's life, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, enjoy every single moment you have with him right now. And I did just that, which made his actual passing away from his physical body a lot easier for me to handle. Do you understand? That's applying my faith because I believed what the Holy Spirit was telling me and I applied it. How did I apply my love? Well, I don't want you to think this is a no-brainer because that's this is my father. But sometimes when people lose people, the last thing they're feeling is love because they want to know why. Why did it happen? So when I lost him and because I had applied my faith, I chose to go pray more to the Lord to have peace comfort, and just to fill me up with something that I've never had before. That's all you can do. Now, that comes down to having a hunger and a love for the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I truly believe that when we love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, that love is poured back on us from the Lord in just such a a high, high, high level at such a high rate. I mean, it's like a thousandfold love we receive from him. That's basically what I'm saying. And it's one of those things where you can't explain it. All you can do is feel it. And when you feel it, it feels wonderful. Even, you know, today, I believe I I must have woke. I mean, just sometimes you wake up and you're like, you know, even after I pray for a while, even after I read the Bible, even after I praise, there are things that lift off of me that probably shouldn't be there in the night. Something gets on you where, you know, it wants to remind you of things. You have to rebuke every bad thought, captivate it, make it obey uh, Christ and the word of God. So after doing all that this morning, I decided, you know, I just right now, I just want some time alone. I just really need time alone. So I'm in the grocery store. And I kid you not, it must have been three people coming up to me going out of their way being nice to me. That never happens. Yes, people are nice, but not to that extreme. Back to back to back. That's basically what I'm saying. I think one guy came over and told me how much he loved my hair, which was just nice. I mean, it got me out of that cloud of just, okay, I'm just in the store. I'm going to get out. Then I asked a lady that worked there. I said, hey, uh, can you help me find the raisins? Because something has changed around the store and I can't find them. She said, no, I can't remember. And she told me an owl. 
And I was headed towards that aisle, but I was thinking, uh, maybe I won't go back that far. As I turned around, she walks back towards me after she walked away and she has the raisins in her hand. She actually went and got them for me, which is just unbelievable. As I was checking out, (laughs) I truly do love the Lord. As I was checking out, a lady in the line just started talking to me and giving me these ideas for recipes and food and things like that. And she just kept going and it was really good stuff. And she was just talking like she was so happy to see me. That never happens. I'm going to tell you, that's the love of the Lord. That's the love of the Lord. I, I cannot tell you I was feeling extra friendly today. I, I'm always in a, you know, in a mood where I'm approachable, but I wasn't like smiling like a big Kool-Aid smile. That's the Lord reminding me of how much he loves me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm using this example, not to brag on myself. I'm boasting about the Holy Spirit. And it, that doesn't happen all the time, okay? It, it does not happen. All. It does happen sometimes, but not all the time. It. I would promise you this. Those kinds of things happen to me only when I'm kind of getting some double whammies of these negative thoughts I'm trying to get out of my head from like my last uh, couple of months experience that I did not appreciate. So I was trying to, I was working really hard to get those thoughts out of my head today, just praying and just getting them out. And some days we're just, we're weak to them. Today was one of my days for that. And I'm just so thankful that that love was returned to me. When you love, you love in action. You don't love by saying, I love you, and you do absolutely nothing. Too many of us have heard that and experienced that, and we have a such a mis- misunderstanding of what true love truly is. Love is God. I just want you to understand that. You understand God's love when you have that relationship with him. When you hunger for him as much as he's pursuing you, And he gives you the ability to love in a supernatural way that only he can give and only you can understand. And others see that love on you as you go out in the world and pour it out in your actions. So I love it when they say love is an action. Love is also is God. So love to me is God. When I think of love, I think God. I think Jesus. I think the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus dying for our sins and raising when we when he raised up he gave us everything everything that no other person can possibly give us so i think that kind of love now when i think that kind of love no matter what situation i'm in I tell myself I can get through it by the power of the holy spirit who gives me the ability to love unconditionally okay he gives me the ability to forgive And he gives me the ability to want to live a holy and righteous life, which is exactly what the Lord says about us. Now, I I put those conditions in here because I want you to understand that um, your faith has a lot to do with how you respond to these situations and you respond in faith. Because you're applying to what God, you're saying, what does the Lord want me to learn? And then you're applying that even more so with the love and your actions. There are so many things you can do where you can get out of composure. You can be angry. You can talk about people. You can vent. You can have nightmares. You can wake up and be in a bad mood and just roar and moan and complain all day. It takes so much energy. When I decide to turn that off and turn on love after prayer and prayer and reading God's word, something comes over me where I can actually do it. Even when I'm looking at someone in the face, 
And I know they're thinking bad and they're actually doing bad. I can still look at them in the face and smile because what they're thinking and doing has no bearing on who I am and how my destiny is determined and why I'm here on this earth. And the fact that, hey, I'm not even an earthly citizen anyway. My citizenship is in heaven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a part two just real quick. But I just want to say those things because faith and love is such a powerful powerful, powerful, powerful thing. The virtues are so strong, so much so that Paul wrote so many books about it. And all this, all the Bible talks about. So we look for love in every situation and we look how to apply our faith in every situation, everything. Okay. I love you. Jesus loves you. Remember that. Little Diary of Relationship Truths on Amazon. That's another book that talks about love. Look that up. That's by Cardelia Reed, by me on Amazon. And I'm not really just talking this season because I want to talk about the book. That's that's really not the case. I'm talking this season because it is truly on my heart about faith and love and all the lessons that I've learned, particularly in the last six months of my life. Very, very, very important stuff. So I will see you on part two.